0: We will jump into our message for this weekend in just a moment, but first, I just wanted to look back very briefly at the series that we came out of last weekend that ended with a challenge. We're calling it the 90-day challenge, an opportunity for you to step out in faith. This is as much about your heart as it is about your finances. In fact, it is mostly about your heart. And so many of you have already jumped on board. And we are just giddy about the stories that are going to pour into this place. Because God has such rich blessings for you, peace for you, joy for you that is ahead as you step into tithing. We also know that there are a fair number of you who are still thinking it over. Maybe you're still talking it over in your marriage, in your household. That's a good thing to do. We do just want to encourage you to jump in. It's time to jump in. And the way that you do that is by saying, I'm in. You can do that on our app, or you can do that on our webpage, or if you prefer paper copies, we do have those at our welcome desks. If you want to fill something out to say, I'm in on the 90-day challenge, please do that. It's going to be an exciting season around here for all of you. But this weekend is Vision Weekend here at Hosanna. I am so excited. This is one of my favorite weekends of the year. This is the weekend every November that we celebrate the birthday or the anniversary of Hosanna. Hosanna is turning 39 today. And so that makes this, yes, the perfect weekend to be talking about our vision here, um, where we have come from who we are, and who we believe the Lord is leading us to become. I love our graphic for this weekend. We are up in the clouds together. I wonder when the last time that you uh, took off on an airplane was. Every time that I have the opportunity to do that, uh, when I take off, and the higher that I get up off the ground, the more that my perspective shifts on my life down below. Usually, I get some clarity. Always, I get overcome with gratitude. And we pray that that experience will happen for all of us as a church this weekend as we go up to the 30,000 foot level and look at this place. We do know that we have guests among us this weekend. Maybe you are here for the baptism of a child that you deeply love, or maybe you chose this weekend to come and check us out as a church. Um, in some ways, you should know that this is a different kind of message than usually happens around here. But in other ways, we think it's probably the perfect message for you to be hearing, because you're going to learn a lot about who we are as a church. You'll leave with a really solid understanding of who we are here at Hosanna. Hosanna. Our scriptural foundation for this weekend, all of the verses that we're gonna be pulling out in this message come from the book of 1 Corinthians, which happens to be, I think, my favorite book of the Bible. It's definitely my most underlined, most circled, most notes in the margins, and Ryan's been reading it lately. We both just love this book because it has so much to say to the church about who we are as a church. It really is a letter of vision that was written by a pastor Paul, who started many churches, including this church in Corinth, and stayed in touch with them through letters. And this letter really is a letter of vision. He uses it to encourage the church in Corinth to say, this is how I see God moving among you. He also uses it to bring some necessary correction and clarification. And then he just calls the church higher, the people of God higher, to be more of who God has made them to be. And so that's basically what we get to do this weekend, this vision weekend. And... We're going to begin our, our vision time by just taking a moment, a few moments to look back. In just a moment, Ryan is going to come up and he'll talk more about the year that we've had behind us because it has been a huge year at Hosanna and there is much to celebrate and to thank God for. I just wanted to take a chance um, you know, on behalf of Ryan and I to share with you that. This has been a really sweet and significant season for the two of us because this fall marks 10 years since Ryan and I came to Hosanna and joined all of you. 10, 10 years. I can't, I can't even believe it. Many of you might remember, if you were here, when we got here, I was giant pregnant, and sure enough, a couple weeks later, our son Paxton was born while we celebrated Paxton's 10th birthday just last week, and that means that we have spent an entire decade, our family, an entire decade of our lives here, um, and that Ryan and I have had just the privilege, I, I can't even talk about it because I would stand up here and just bawl my eyes out and there would be no message after that. Um, But let me just express my my gratitude uh, to you as our church family, personally, on behalf of our family. And then also just want to express gratitude unto God. He is faithful. He is faithful, has proven himself faithful over and over and over again these 10 years. And we are so thankful just to be part of what God is doing in this place. Um, You know, (sighs) I get overwhelmed by that thought. I really do. But honestly, the reality is that Ryan and I um, are, are just babies in this whole thing. This place has a legacy that started long before us. There are people who invested in this place, built its foundation at all of our campuses, Rosemount and Northfield and Lakeville and Shakopee, who are the ones who put their hands to the foundation and the first level of this place. And when Ryan and I first got here, some of those leaders would speak into our life and they would say, what we hope is that our ceiling will be your floor that our ceiling will be your floor. In other words, the time that we have put in here, the next generation of this place is gonna launch out of that. And I hope that you have a sense that that's exactly what is happening. And Paul uses directly that metaphor in the book of 1 Corinthians. He says it so beautifully in chapter three. This is how he articulates it. He says, because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder and now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. No one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus. The foundation of this place is Jesus. It always has been. It always will be. And we are so grateful for the people who laid that foundation. And this weekend, in particular, we wanted just to highlight and honor someone who was part of that foundation here at Hosanna. A picture of her is going to go up on the screen. This is Carol Ann Brecky. Carol Ann Brecky was one of the charter members of this congregation. The story goes that when Pastor Bill Bolin graduated from seminary and moved to Lakeville with the vision of starting a church, he started by just knocking on doors. And most people slammed the door right in his face. But Carol Ann was willing to chat with him and her and her husband and their two kids became charter members. She actually helped to plan the first worship service 39 years ago. And she poured her heart and her creativity and her encouragement and her joy into this place for 39 years. And Carol Ann passed just a little over a week ago. And we got to have a funeral, a celebration of her life. And that entire room was filled with the people who were part of building the foundation of this place. And my heart was just overwhelmed with gratitude. And so I wondered as we begin our vision weekend, if we could just say thank you to the people who have gone before us. May their ceiling be our floor. Thank you to Carol Ann and all of the charter members. My turn? Yeah. All right. Get after it.
1: I, I will. Okay. I, I had the privilege of being a part of Carol Ann's service, just a small part of the service, and uh, what a woman of faith. And I love the thoughts that she helped plan our first worship service at Hosanna. I love the thought that Carol Ann and people like her for 39 years have been investing in the foundation of this place, the floor, or the ceiling now that becomes our our floor, that we get to build upon this foundation now, that 39 years from now, people will be talking about us that way. And uh, it's so inspiring. A lot to be grateful for over the last 39 years, a lot to be grateful for over the last year, year 39. We will not forget number 39. Uh, there's a lot that's happened and I wanna celebrate uh, some of the highlights from this past year. And, and we wanna just express gratitude to God for all that he's done because he's the one who's doing it. But one of the things that we, let's just start with, we're very grateful for, um, and that is you as a church. And I, I know I'm speaking for us, but I'm also speaking for our staff. We love this church. We love you. We love who God has brought together to be a part of this flock. I feel like I could have written these words that Paul wrote almost 2,000 years ago when he's writing to the church in Corinth. And he says, chapter one, verse four, I always thank my God for you and for the gracious gifts he has given you now that you belong to Christ Jesus through him God has enriched your church in every way your church we know this is God's church it always will be the one foundation Jesus Christ but we also want you to hear that this is your church not just ours as the leaders or the staff or it's your church And God is enriching, or that the Greek word there means to bless abundantly with spiritual blessings. God has enriched your church in all kinds of ways. And I just want to share a few of the highlights of ways that He has blessed and enriched us over this past year, your church. Starting with the financial blessings that have come, the giving at Hosanna, I said this uh, last week, but the giving at Hosanna has never been stronger. It's never been stronger. And that's because people are stepping out and trusting God with their finances more than ever before. In fact, do you hear it? It's chains breaking off because as people trust him with their finances and say, I am not a slave to money. I worship God. The the freedom that comes from that, the joy and the peace and the blessings that pour out in all shapes and sizes. And so it's exciting to know that freedom is coming for people as they trust God with their finances and more people are getting on board with the 90 day challenge. Do that. You'll never regret it. you never regret trusting God with, with your finances and your whole life as you do so. In that series that we just finished last week, I talked about how three years ago, Hosanna put our money where our mouth is. If we're gonna ask people to bring back to God that first 10% like scripture tells us to, we have to model that as a church. And so, what that meant this past fiscal year is giving 10 plus percent out of Hosanna's budget meant that we gave outside the ministries of Hosanna $1,134,760 just outside of this place. Praise God. Two-thirds of that went to global ministries like Haiti and Ethiopia and India and Cuba and Feed My Starving Children. The list goes on and on. A third of that went to local ministries like Breakthrough Ministries, a ministry of the homeless in the Twin Cities. And and some of that went to local churches in the South Metro. You mean the competition? (laughs) No, I don't mean the competition because they are our brothers and sisters. We are part of the larger body of Christ, the big C church in the South Metro. And we, we wanna see all churches rise and be the body of Christ together. And we're investing in them. And when you give to Hosanna, all of this is possible. As you grow in your giving, we will be able to multiply more and more of what I just, what I just described. And may we continue to grow. I talked about in this past series, we're blessed to be a blessing. And and it's true of the partnerships and the giving outside of the ministries here, but also the ministries here. And you know, our annual report, on some numbers just jumped off the page for me. Our heart ministry here, uh, which is an outreach and a relief ministry locally and nationally. That This number, that, that 2,000 homes in, in Texas receive materials for hurricane relief as part of 43, although now it's 48, semi-load trucks sent by heart. That's what your church is doing to bring relief to people in a part of the world that was devastated by storms. 50 local construction projects completed. 12 HEART teams sent to to Texas and and other places. Weekly, people are coming to HEART to, to the HEART warehouse at our Shakopee campus and they're receiving supplies and household goods and blessings and encouragement and prayers to rebuild their lives. That's what your church is doing. And I can't even tell you how excited I am about that. Our family ministries at Hosanna is thriving and growing. You've maybe heard this before. The church is always one generation away from extinction. At least the church as we know it, that's true. It's so critical that we raise up the next generation and that's happening here. Almost 2,500 young people birth through high school age are coming through our campuses every week and they are being shaped by by the ministries here and becoming more and more like the people that God created them to be. This number jumped off the page of me too that over 1,200 middle school and high school students attended a retreat this past year and that can be a life-changing experience, it changes the trajectory of students' lives. I was talking to Drew Russell, one of our worship leaders, and he said that when he was a kid at Hosanna, now he's a worship leader here, he's cool, but, uh, but the, the, the experience he had as a kid where he encountered God's love for the first time on a retreat, it changed his life forever. God is doing that in all kinds of ways, kids' ministries and student ministries, uh, we've heard us say that this is hosanna's 39th birthday which means 40 is just around the corner we're going to have a big old party you know over the hill party my parents when they turned 40 i remember black balloons it was kind of depressing we won't do that <laughs> cuz 40 is the new 30 or something like that mm-hmm. but we're going to have a big old party next next year but unlike some of you hosanna's only going to be 39 once yeah. And so to commemorate that, we got a, we got a facelift th- this past year. Do you know that? Um, we, we have a new look, some updated language, a new logo. And, uh, and that, that logo, um, we're going to talk more about that later. But it's a new season. So we, we felt like God was saying, there's a new look for a new season and if you haven't seen the video that was put together, it's online, check that out because it kind of explains this whole new look and, and language and, and, the, and the updates there. But I wanna share our vision statement because I just love it. Our, new, our updated vision statement is to multiply the hope and heartbeat of Jesus with irresistible love, generosity, and unity. That just lands for me. Mm-hmm. Multiply the hope and the heartbeat of Jesus with irresistible love, generosity, and unity. It's irresistible. It's irresistible irresistible. Now, a great vision re- requires a great, any great vision requires a great answer, response to the question, why? Why does this vision matter? Why should it motivate me? If you come into my office, you'll find some things. You'll find a, a, a map of Israel on the wall from our trip there a, a few years ago. You'll find uh, some books. You'll find a framed football jersey, a certain football team. <clears throat> and, uh, and you'll find a note over my Death that says, people are literally and spiritually dying out there. That's the why for me. That's what gets me up. That's what motivates me. That's what gets my heart beating. That people are literally from hunger and from hopelessness dying. People are spiritually dying out there, right? From emptiness. They think they're living the life. They think they're killing it, but actually it's killing them and they don't even know it. What motivates me is that we're on a rescue mission to reach those people who are literally and spiritually dying out there. 250,000 people are without a church home in the South Metro. A quarter of a million people. That matters to us because we believe that what people experience in a local church can, can make all the difference in their lives as they become part of the body of Christ. I just wanna tell you one story. Tom, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we were finishing up our mental health series, he came up to me and he said, Pastor Ryan, I want you to know something. A year ago, I was ready to end my life. I came to Hosanna, someone prayed for me, it turned my life around, got me on the right track, I've been getting equipped and built up and encouraged. He goes, I have hope, I have a purpose, I'm alive. And he said, it wouldn't be be so if it wasn't for this church, your church, Hosanna. We know it's God who's doing it, it's God's church, but that's how God's Using us, literally, people who are dying out there. We're on a rescue mission. Which brings me to the last highlight from our past years. A big theme from this past year adoptions. We adopted two existing churches, amazing churches, one in Northfield and Rosemount, and we launched them as Hosanna campuses Hosanna Rosemount and Hosanna Northfield. And, and that was a big transition for a lot of people, including our staff. It really stretched us. In fact, if you see a staff person, thank them for this past year, would you? Say, thank you. But then the people who were a part of those previously independent churches, we know that was a big jump for you. And we are so grateful for your big hearts and your strong faith, your unique gifts that make us better together. We are one church, four locations. That's our family. And I love this family. And I believe this next year is about getting You know, better as a family, better at loving each other, better at lifting each other up, better at at reaching people, multiplying the hope and heartbeat of Jesus, those 250,000 people in the South Metro, and impacting people all over the globe. And then I got to mention this, because this has been a highlight of the past year. I hope you can feel it. There's some spiritual momentum here. Can you feel that? Like there's a huge tailwind, and and glory to God for that. Mm -hmm. So get ready. Your turn. Buckle up. Yeah.
0: All right, it's good to talk about where we've come from. It's important to remember where we've come from. But now we wanna just take a few moments to consider and clarify who we are as a church in this season, who we are. One of the great privileges of my life, I tell you this often because it's true, is I love talking to you when we're here, but I really love running into people from Hosanna when I'm out there, when I'm in a store, when I'm in a restaurant, when I'm at a game, when I'm at an event, and I get to talk to you, and I get to hear your story, and I get to hear about how God has impacted your life through this place. It's one of my favorite things. But also, I love being a representative of Hosanna when I get into conversations with people who don't go here maybe yet, but they've heard about this place and they wanna know who we are. And it's interesting to me to pay attention to what rises, what comes out of my mouth, what I end up speaking about when I speak of this place. Of course, there are easy things to talk about, like our children's ministry is so strong on our weekends and our Wednesday night programming and our youth and our classes and our courses and you can go on impact trips and all those things. You know, all those things are incredible, but that's not usually what I talk about first. What I end up talking about is, is really what the essence of this place is kind of what our DNA is, what makes us unique. We have a unique role to play in the body of Christ. We are part of the body of Christ, but paying attention to what makes us unique is important. And here are a few things that that I usually talk about and that we talk about a lot as leaders around here that we just thought would be good to clarify. The first is that we are a three streams church. What does that mean? Maybe you've heard us say it before, maybe you haven't, but this is who we are. We're a three streams church. And this is what that looks like there are three distinct streams that flow into this place and make us who we are. The first stream that flows into this place is our traditional stream. Sometimes we call this our sacramental stream, but Hosanna was founded as a traditional Lutheran church. And we believe that our background in that tradition keeps us anchored, keeps us anchored to history, keeps us remembering that we're not just making this up as we go, our theology or our church practice has hundreds, even thousands of years of history to it, and we think that that's a beautiful thing. We are a sacramental church. We practice regularly the sacrament of communion every month and the sacrament of baptism every month, every other month. Adults, children, adults, children. We are a sacramental church. We are also really intentional here about including traditional elements in our worship services. You will hear us sing hymns almost every week. We have a hymn in the worship set. It might have a modern twist to it, but but it's a hymn because we believe that those songs have been being sung for a long time for a reason. And we find that the generations really sing those hymns out together. We also uh, try to say the Lord's prayer here often. We end our services with a traditional blessing. These are all things that we are doing on purpose to augment our traditional stream. And we hear from people, especially who grew up in traditional churches, Catholic and Lutheran, that when we do those things, it makes you feel anchored and it makes you feel at home here. And so we do that on purpose. That's our traditional stream. We also have an evangelical stream that flows into that place. And even as I say that word, I just wanna say, I'm not talking about politics. The word evangelical has been taken over by politics. It has nothing to do with politics. The word evangelical means that we are a church that proclaims that Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what it means to be evangelical. Evangelical. That he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that nobody comes to the Father except through him. We will speak of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ here that you are invited into. This is not about being invited into a religion. The evangelical stream reminds us that each and every one of us is invited into that personal saving relationship with Jesus. And then we are invited to be agents of it, to be evangelicals about it. And that's what our evangelical stream is all about. It's all about Jesus. And then we have this charismatic stream that flows into this place. The charismatic stream is the stream that will not allow us as a church to believe that the Trinity is just the Father and the Son. It has a third side. It's the Holy Spirit. And we believe in this place that the Holy Spirit is alive and active today in our lives personally and in our church when we gather, especially when we gather to worship, we believe that wherever two or more are gathered there, his presence is among them. We believe that here. And you are going to see it be most evident in our times of worship, in our times of singing, I want you to know that it is one of the great privileges of my life to be one of the worship leaders here. I serve on that team. And if you were to sit in on our conversations, you would hear us talk about how it's so important to have excellent music and to have everything that happens be excellent, but not for the reason of impressing you. Lord have mercy, that's not what we're doing it for. We want to provide an excellent experience so that nothing distracts you from what the purpose of that time is, which is for you to connect with God, period. We are a church that prioritizes the presence of God. It's what we want for you. It's why you come to church. You don't come to church to be entertained. Frankly, you could be better entertained in other places. You don't even just come to church to be informed. If you wanna be informed, read a book. You come to church because you wanna connect with God. Your soul wants to connect with God. And your soul wants to connect with other people who wanna connect with God. That's why you come. It's primarily our charismatic stream that reminds us that we believe in the power of prayer in this place. Church, we believe in miracles. They happen here. Healings happen here. People are set free in this place and that is the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's our charismatic stream that reminds us of all that. But every one of these streams is as important as the other and actually they all get lost when they are combined into what we love to call the river. The three streams converge to make a river that is deep, that is rich, that is wide, and that has room for everybody. And I'll tell you, 10 years ago, just a little over 10 years ago, when Ryan was interviewing here, I did not want to leave Washington State. That's where we're from. I knew what it meant to to move to Minnesota. Make no mistake, I knew. And I said, I'm not going. And I dug my heels in, but we came. We said, we better just go and, and at least go to a worship service there. And I remember right where I was sitting and I remember how the tears just streamed down my face. And I just kept saying, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It feels so complete. There is a fullness of God in this place because of those three streams flowing into it. So that is part of who we are. We are a three streams church. The other thing that I would say marks us as a church is how we approach preaching. Maybe you have noticed, if you've been around here for a little while, that we have a preaching team here at Hosanna. You will hear from Ryan slightly more than the rest, But most churches build themselves around a speaker and the other people are the substitutes. That's not how we do it here. We have a preaching team. And there are a couple of reasons why. And one of them comes actually right out of the book of 1 Corinthians. Paul, when he is addressing the Corinthians, has noticed that the believers, remember, they're supposed to have their allegiance to Jesus Christ, have started to to separate into factions based on the preacher and the leader that they like the most. And he speaks right into that. This is how he says it in chapter three, verse four. He says, when one of you says, I'm a follower of Paul, and another one says, well, I follow Apollos, aren't you just acting like the people of the world? That's what the world does. That's how the world lauds people and lifts people up. He says, after all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? Remember, this is Paul writing this letter. Who am I? Who am I? We are only God's servants through whom you believed the good news. Each of us simply did the work that the Lord gave us. There is so much humility in what Paul is saying here. People want to follow him. People want to laud him. And he says, no, don't do that. I am a servant. I'm a servant of the gospel. And he knows, Paul knows what is in a person, how we want to laud somebody. He also knows what's in a church. So many churches build themselves around a person, around a personality, around a preacher. And there's just a lot of pitfalls there. Because it's too much for one person to carry. It's too much for for one person to carry that amount of pressure. And it also inadvertently ends up saying, put your trust in me. Instead of saying, put your trust in Jesus. Because people are going to disappoint you over and over and over again. I'm not here to announce anything. We have nothing to announce. We don't plan to disappoint you. As a team, I'll tell you, if you can trust in a group of people, you can trust the leaders in this place. But I would never stand up here and tell you to put your trust in us. I will only stand up here. Any member of our preaching team will only stand up here and say, Put your trust in Jesus. So, we have a preaching team to protect Hosanna from that trap. The other reason we have a preaching team in this place is we believe it's really valuable to hear from a variety of voices, to hear from uh, multiple generations, to hear from people with different backgrounds, to hear from people that are really easy for you to agree with and people that challenge you a little bit, to hear from males and females. And make no mistake, that is not common in the church. It's not common. It's who we are. It's who we are. As a preaching team, we say that we are unique and unified. We want every one of our voices to be heard uniquely, but also unified as a team. We gather every week to make sure that we stay unified. So that's who we are as preachers. But the most important thing about who we are, I could talk about it for days, is our mission statement. Our mission statement says to humbly and boldly become a church that looks more like Jesus. To be a church that looks more like Jesus. Humble and bold. We must stay humble. Always humble. And we must be bold. Always bold. Jesus was humble and bold. And when he left the world, his parting instructions were go. Go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. Go and make more followers of mine. People who look more and more and more and more like Jesus. And everything we do around here is to that aim. That is the aim of every class, every course, everything we do with our children, every worship service, every moment that we spend in the presence of God is that the spirit of Christ would continue to transform us and make us more and more and more like him. Because how many of you know the world needs more Jesus? The world needs more Jesus. And so this is who we are. This is who we are. And I love who we are.
1: I do too. And I was thinking maybe you should just finish out here. You're going. You want to keep going? Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> you could though. <laughs> I love who we are too. And, and the last part of who we are that Jen was talking about is the most important part which is that we would become more and more like Jesus. I was made aware of this again. Yesterday, I was meeting with a, uh, a 30-year-old who is going through treatment for drug and alcohol addiction. He said, you know, I'd love to check out Christianity, but I struggle with Christianity. And and the word that popped into my, or the question that popped into my heart in that moment, I believe it was from the Holy Spirit was, do you have a problem with Christianity or Christians? He said, oh yeah, it's Christians. We have to become more and more like Jesus because if we do, people won't have a problem with Christians because they don't have a problem with Jesus. I heard a pastor say once, I don't want to grow a big church. I want to grow big people. Big people who look more and more like Jesus, humble and bold. I want to talk just a little bit, the few minutes that we have left about what's coming in this, in this year ahead, which it's going to be one of those years, folks. Election year. Election year. Right, And I said it last week. I'll say it again. I will keep saying it. Here at Hosanna in the coming year, we are going to be Jesus followers who rise above all of that. The pettiness, the divisiveness, the name calling, the back and forth, the childlike, we're going to rise above it. And I'm just telling you this because if you're not someone who wants to rise above it, this may not be the church for you. But we are going to rise above it. We're going to get higher. When all that stuff starts happening, we're going to be people who claim, because it's in the Bible, that words do matter. In fact, words can give life and words can give death. And we are, we're going to be people who words matter. Sometimes people will react to something that I say and they'll well, you must be coming from a certain political bent. And what they don't get is that I'm not. Because I don't see the world through a political lens. I see the world through a pastoral lens. That's how I see everything. Right? So I'm always trying to get people closer to Jesus. Get away from all the crazy and closer to Jesus. Help them grow to be more like Jesus. To get out of the, the gutters and the pitfalls and get to Jesus. That's how I see the world. So people react that way. They might be seeing the lens of their political views, but they're, but they're not, that's not my view. I'm seeing it through the, the pastoral lens. People ask sometimes, you know, is Hosanna affiliated with that position or that position? I say, it's the it's Jesus position, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Which party are you affiliated with? The Jesus party. And it's a party that never ends. And it's just going to keep going and going and going. In this, in this coming season, the craziness, the chaos, circus, we're going to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, the one sure and steadfast anchor for our souls, the one true foundation. Amen? That's where we're going. I just want you to know, if you want to come with us, we'd love to have you in this coming year. But where are we going? I just wanna say a few things about the, this coming year and some themes that I think um, kind of capture where we are going. And, and the three words are these, community, unity, and diversity. In this coming year, these three words, community, unity, and diversity. And each of these words can be seen in our new logo. I love our new logo, but you see it, the community, people standing around, those are people in that logo, and they're not looking at cell phones They're connecting with each other face-to-face, eye-to-eye at a human level, community, relationships. Unity, the circle has always been symbolic of unity, and then diversity. Each one of those lines is different and unique. We're unique and united. I just want to say a few words about each of those words as we close here, starting with diversity. In the last 30 years, the South Metro has gone from being 5% non-white to 25% non-white. In the next 10 years, it will inch closer to 50% non-white. And I'm saying, this is awesome. Because this is what heaven's going to look like. Do you know that? heaven In Revelation 7, 9, says that they they will be gathered around the throne. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation. Worshiping who together? Jesus. That's what heaven's going to look like. This is what Hosanna's looking like more and more. Have you noticed? It's beautiful. We got a word last week in the prayer chapel. Someone said the word welcome came. Many colors welcome. So if you come from one of those backgrounds, ethnically, that's non-white, welcome. Mm-hmm. We believe the Lord led you here. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to see where the Lord's going to lead us in this coming year and teach us because we need to stay humble. We don't understand all of this. We just, we need to steward well what God is doing in this area. The second word is unity. We talked about that a little bit. Jesus says, this is how you will know. They will know you are my followers by your love for one another. That's how they'll know how you unify, how you love each other that it would be so categorically different that it would be irresistible. At our church and between our campuses, with the Big C Church, I'm so excited that we're hosting this year the South Metro Feed My Starving Children mobile pack. It's gonna be 20 plus churches from the South Metro coming together. We're we're gonna pack at least two million meals, if not more, I'm saying more. And we're gonna be shoulder to shoulder, side by side with people from other churches in the South Metro who are in our competition. They're our brothers and sisters in Christ. They're our partners in the body of Christ. I love when Paul says in First Corinthians 12, 27, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is part of it. The last, the last word is community. It's related to the, the other two. We live in an increasingly disconnected, isolated, fragmented world relationally. Do we not? Which is so interesting because we're more connected digitally than we've ever been. And yet we're so isolated and disconnected. And the church, you feel this problem, don't you? In your own life, around you. But as a church, we are to be the solution. <laughs> because we're the body of Christ. About Bringing people together face-to-face, human level, relationships, community. And this coming year, this is gonna be a big focus for us, an emphasis. In fact, in January, we are doing a series called Making Room for What Matters Most to God, People. And we're gonna, we're gonna really focus in on this idea of community. But in closing, I just wanna put our new logo up there again. And invite you to... To look a little deeper into this logo, because I want you to see who's at the center of this logo, the center of who we are and everything we do. We've talked about him quite a bit in this message. It's Jesus. I see a crown of thorns. I see the stone being rolled away, the resurrection. I see Jesus at the center of it all, His life, death and resurrection, the gospel. We will be bold, humble and bold about this. We believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we believe God's called us to become more like Jesus and multiply his hope in his heartbeat. And then one more thing. Did you count the lines in the circle? Some of you, maybe. There are 99. It's an incomplete circle. Jesus left the 99 to find the one. We too will be people who leave the 99 to find the one. As we step into this next year, who's your one? And how is Jesus to be more at the center of your life in our church? Jen's gonna close us in prayer and then we'll sing together one more time.
0: Yeah, let's pray together. Spirit of God, we know that you are here moving in our midst. We wanna be a place that is always open to how you're moving. We pause to express gratitude to you, Lord, for your faithfulness for 39 years, for the people and the bricks that you have used to build this place until now. Lord, we pray that this would be a year that we launch from the floor of the ceiling of the people who have gone before us. We give you 2020. We open our hands and surrender it to you as a church. We pray that you would come and have your way here like never before. We pray that you would exceed every single one of our expectations. We pray that your name would be lifted higher in this place than it ever has been before. It's all about you, Jesus. And we ask it in your name, amen.